0: Crazy for
1: feeling so lonely. Crazy. Crazy. Baby, I go crazy. Crazy. Does that make me crazy? Does crazy
0: talk. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 13 of Crazy Talk. This is your host KYT joined by all three of my co-hosts this time with no one missing. Frankie Richard, Alex Hain, and Jonathan Medina. How is everyone feeling tonight?
1: Pretty good. Pretty good <laughs> KYT. <laughs> uh, yeah, things are, things are pretty legit. We were supposed to have the GP winner. Ah. Oh on tonight uh i can't I almost said his name, but I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I know it's James. do you guys know
2: nope yeah, I nope. just call him james it's <laughs> it's simpler this way or yeah just, we're gonna or g
1: p winner g p winner works g p winner james r <laughs> 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 sorry James, we don't wanna butcher your name, so we're doing our respect um we were going to have him on tonight, but he's uh, playtesting tonight, and he can't get to Skype. Oh. So, so he texted me, and he said that um, he can't get to Skype, and I said, rain check, and he said, sure. So this means that we will have him on just uh, when, when, he's, when he's more available, because we kind of dropped it on him uh, last minute.
3: Wow, well, so everybody just found out what rain check
1: means. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes the listeners they just don't know.
3: So, John, like you know, it. I consider our listeners pretty intelligent.
1: <laughs> don't test me tonight, Alex. I John. I have blackmail. You know? <laughs> don't you test me, man? <laughs> John, do you know James? Do you know James personally? Or I like to act like I do, but I don't. But okay. my <laughs> claim to fame is this: I traded him his set of foil tarmogreys. Ooh, yeah. So
3: you mean you've actually like physically touched the Tarmogoyfs that won a GP? They used to
1: be my Tarmogoyfs. So, like, not only did I actually touch them, but I used to play with them.
3: Oh, man, so they definitely, like, (laughs) finally got to get some winning out in them, right?
1: I I would go as far to say he probably won the GP because they were my Tarmogoyfs.
0: I'm looking at his list, though. He only played one. (laughs) (laughs) He
1: He had to play one because it's foil and it's pimp, you know? <laughs> so um so as our listeners
0: know GP Providence was this past weekend uh Frank Alex and I uh were down there while uh, John was hopefully out of the doghouse
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah you guys are bastards for last cast <laughs> What do you <laughs> mean, <laughs> bastards? I'm how how The bastards? truth and
3: nothing but the truth. And we were, we were professional, Jonathan. You know, we are professional. We kept going, even though maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe some of our wives told us that they were very unhappy with us for the Tractable Trading Team or whatever, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I love how Frank just goes into the story, like, <laughs> oh man, he didn't. Him and his tactical trade team are a failure. He didn't make the quota. His wife is pissed. And then the best part is this. Uh, John wanted me to ask you this question about your beard. (laughs) I'm like, oh, man, these guys. We threw you under the
0: bus. Frank? (laughs) We threw him a bone. Come on.
3: (laughs) 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 Woof, woof.
2: You'll survive, I think.
1: Yeah, I think I'll be fine. Um so we're gonna we're gonna um we're gonna do something different today, right? Since we don't have a guest. Yeah. So we're gonna
0: slowly get through uh we'll do our segment called the five with with each of us at one point or another. And tonight will be uh Frank's night. So uh are you ready, Frank?
2: <laughs> I have to be for my <laughs> fans out there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we all know you have many of them. Oh yes. Probably one of the most popular new podcast personality I've seen in a long time. Man, quick
3: story on that, man. Frank and I were just talking at GP Providence. We were, like, talking about, you know, how a deck was. And the guy in front of us was, like, trading, just turns around and is like, do you podcast? Because I recognize your voice anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, and Frank's like, yeah, I podcast. And the guy's like, man, you're on Crazy Talk, aren't you? You're
0: Frank.
1: <laughs> Dude, you should have been, like, Let me answer your question with a question. (laughs) Can I piss in your mouth?
2: (laughs) The guy was nice. Like, he didn't, like, I would never say that to someone who's nice, you know? Yeah.
0: Right. Only that's, only to people who are not funny, right? (laughs) That's not funny. (laughs) Okay, why'd you? Okay, Frank, we'll start things off. Question one. How did you get into Legacy?
2: I guess I got into Legacy, uh, back when there was no Legacy. <laughs> Cause like when I started playing it was uh, around, uh, revised and I, I stuck around I think until Homeland. And back then there was only like you, either you played Magic, which meant, which meant like all the cards they've ever printed. Some of them were restricted, the Power 9, uh, uh the like some some powerful cards like uh the tutors and uh, and so on but uh so like when i play like, when i started playing magic like i i knew like those those cards that are still being played today you know so uh when when i started playing again like i was interested like vintage not so much cuz it, it seemed to be like it was even more de- degenerate than when i played it and uh so then like the next format was of course legacy so that uh that seemed like um like an interesting format with a lot of interactions a lot of powerful cards so um when i started playing again like i took From the beginning, I took interest because I I wanted to see like what decks were were competitive in that format and uh, like what the cards were worth. But like when I and but it it was kind of like there was so much catching up to do in that format because like there's ten thousand more cards that that have been printed since I had last played when I started again. So there was a lot of catching up to do. So, uh, and like, I started slowly, I, um I, I built, uh, Dragon Stompy first, be- because it was more affordable. I started going to a few tournaments, then I got into, uh, Elves. And, uh, I, I got the survivals while they were dirt cheap. <laughs> and, uh, eventually, uh, survival became the deck, so I already had them, so I played that a little bit, and then they banned it. <laughs> and then, like that's after that, that's basically when we started the crazy talk. So that that was kind of like my little uh, legacy history.
0: <laughs> but at some point, you bought forty dual lands, right?
2: Yeah, that was at the beginning of the year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Baller. Yeah.
1: <laughs> ding 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 ding
0: ding. Uh, question two: What's your favorite Magic card?
2: My favorite Magic card, then. Eh? Mm i guess i guess it has to be a card from the old days mm-hmm. like when i like when i played i the card like it's not it's like it's it i i think it might not be my favorite card but it's it's <laughs> i think it's the most obscure card that has meaning to me and it's uh, it's called ritual of subduo And it's like a super old uh, enchantment that costs six, and it has a cumulative upkeep of... And what it does is that everything that you, like, all your lands only produce colorless mana. (laughs) So I was playing, like, this weird prison deck that played that, and it would kill you with a millstone. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, the other guy wouldn't be be able to play anything, because he could only have, like, colorless, like, artifacts and so on and uh I went to like back in the days, like I was living like in a small town like one hour from Montreal, and I went to my first tournament with that deck, and uh they called time on me, <laughs> and uh back then like the 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 tiebreaker was the life points, you know, so my deck didn't do any damage, so of course, I was lowest on life. But even if I had my deadlock on them, I I could never win within the time frame
3: that was
0: required. So stupid. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Question three, Frank. What do you want to be known for in the magic community and why should we care?
2: Um I guess um well. I want to be uh known for being a good guy mostly and uh I think like a lot of people that I interact with at tournaments and uh and in the in the community in general would agree to that so uh, I think I think I'm getting there <laughs> <laughs> oh. and like it, we had such a good time in Providence and uh, I hope like that everyone that meets me like, uh, they have a good time as much as we do, you know? And this, this is what I want to promote basically.
0: <laughs> so if you met Frank and you thought he was a good guy, leave it in the comments for this episode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and like I want, I want people to a- have fun with the game, you know? Cause like sometimes it like, It seems it get sometimes it gets too competitive, you know. Like I've seen, like I've seen things, you know, like where guy, yeah, you lose a game, like some guy's gonna lose a game, and then like it, there's gonna be like a bad vibe and uh, like people (laughs) calling each other scrubs and (laughs) things like that. I think I think that's not like how you wanna uh, like um, promote the community, basically. Right. You don't want to promote that type of behavior in the community.
0: <laughs> Question four. If you got into a bar fight and you could pick one member of the Magic community to have your back, who would be your pack one pick one?
2: I think uh, my pack one pick one would have to be Roberge, <laughs> because that guy packs a lot of hate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Who is this guy?
2: He's uh, he's one of the guys we travel with. Uh,
3: I believe he's won three PTQs, spanning like twelve years, and each time there were four copies of Incinerate in his deck.
2: <laughs> and he's the, he's the guy who uh, recommended recommended me playing uh, White Weenie when I uh, won the Mike
0: <laughs> So he actually followed his advice, but yeah. I think I think to elaborate on the hate, can you elaborate why? Uh, he packs a lot of hate, like... Like, he... Like, he goes and sees what
2: people play, and then he meta games against them, you know? So, <laughs> <knew that>. uh... <laughs> so, this past weekend, there was a PTQ on Sunday, and, like, it was like, okay, people are pay- playing uh, Callblade and Exarch uh, Twin, and, like, he had, like, four copies of... Uh, of, uh, Celestial Purge, four <laughs> copies of, uh, Combust, four copies of, uh, Divine Offering or something, I don't know. Uh, yeah, four whatever. copies
0: of Revoker.
2: Four <laughs> copies of, like, he, he, like, his deck was basically all eight cards, you know?
1: Like. <laughs> And That's how it,
2: it was. And then he came in and he played against random decks and uh, he <laughs> lost the, the random decks and he beat the shit out of the, <laughs> the <laughs> decks he was like armed against, basically.
0: <laughs> oh man! But he's
2: he's awesome.
0: Uh, John, take it away with uh,
1: question five. All right, Frank. What's the craziest thing you've ever done?
2: I, I guess, like, it's it's more like the craziest thing that's happened to me is that, uh...
3: No, that's unacceptable.
2: Yeah. Unacceptable? You, Especially
3: because you not, said you're crazy! Not <laughs> <Wrong. All
2: right.
1: laughs> you, you're not following the questions, Frank. I mean, I know they're in English and not French, okay? But,
3: Frank, if you can't answer the question, maybe you should answer with another question.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, we ask you, what's your favorite magic card? And you say, here's the most obscure magic card that's familiar to me. We ask you, what's the craziest thing you've ever done? And you're like, here's the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. And,
2: Medina, you just said... Crazy, wrong twice.
1: <laughs> oh man. Well,
2: I'm the guest. I answer however the fuck I want. <laughs> you can suck it. Oh, Medina sucks it all right.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Don't get me started, Alex. Yeah, you? yeah. Let's
2: let's try to stay off of that.
1: <laughs> answer the
0: question, Frank. The craziest
2: right? thing I've ever done. Right. I don't know man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know do crazy what? stuff, man. I'm not crazy.
0: What okay. were you going to say?
2: The craziest thing that's ever happened to me is that like uh when I was in university, I was rooming with my best friend from since uh kindergarten. Okay. And uh but he finished a year earlier. So I had to get like a random roommate for one year and it turns out the guy was completely batshit crazy. And, uh, <laughs> like it ended up with the police coming over and taking him away and like it was, oh, it was, it was crazy. really, it was really bad. Like you'd never guess like this, this would happen to me. And like the guy just went crazy on me. And the crazy. thing is like, I like I did everything for this guy. Like I helped him move. He was depressed. I cheered him up. He was hungry. I fed him. Like I did everything for that guy, and then he just goes uh, fucking insane. What did he do? Man, he he was just crazy. Man, he was he had mental issues. Like he would come on to the in the apartment. And he would have, like, some guy on the screen would have, on the screen would have given him a dirty look and he would be looking for a kitchen knife to go back and stab the guy, man. (laughs) And then, like, he was telling me stories like, one time I, that guy crossed me and I started punching him on the head until he went limp and I'm like, wow.
1: (laughs) Wow. This so, is the best answer ever. <laughs> so why did the cops arrest him? Like, what was the fu- the the straw that broke the camel's back?
2: Well, he, he assaulted me.
1: <laughs> he assaulted you. You? Yeah. Oh! No. Wow. He turned on me as his best friend. How did <laughs> how did this happen? Man. Like, what? Like, just explain to me the situation. He came into the into the apartment, and you were sitting there making a bowl of soup for him, or whatever you were no, doing. Uh, let
2: me let me.
1: Let me tell you what happened,
2: okay? The week before, uh, I came, like, the apartment is, like, there's, I don't know if you've seen these streets. In Montreal, there's some streets that, like, all the buildings are kind of, like, uh, sm- uh like, uh, next to each other. And it's, like, a whole street, like, all, uh, <laughs> and, and, like, there's just, like, an alley that goes behind them, and, uh, so it's, it's, it's this way. So, me, I park in the back. And his his window is facing the back <laughs> and the parking lot. And when I come out, I hear him fucking his girlfriend. <laughs> and like it, it's the only sound you can hear in the whole street, and there's like echo and everything. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah. I go back, like I come in, like like nothing happens. Basically, the next day, I'm like. Dude, man, you may want to close your window Because the entire alley Can hear you fucking at night (laughs) Like, it was just like a tip You know, like, maybe you want to close the window If you don't mind people hearing you Like, leave it open, like, fine If you don't want them to hear you Shut the fucking window, man
1: So, like, I told them that
2: And, And, (laughs) uh This is crazy. Like, this, this is, is crazy. Crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> <a few laughs> Weeks later, like, he's in his room with his girlfriend. I'm in my room. I'm playing Counter-Strike or something. <laughs> I go to the kitchen to make, uh I don't know, a crab dinner or, like, some crappy meal because I'm in university and I have fuck all. And, uh, he barges in in the kitchen naked and he starts like he starts attacking me, not very effectively, but like he's trying to to bash me, and he's fucking naked, and, he, and he's freaking out because he's saying he doesn't have his privacy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! And then at that time, like I call him down and like uh, we we talk and like we, I'm just saying like, look, chill out, like uh, I'm not spying on you. I don't give a fuck about you. I'm just I'm just making pastas.
1: Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man! Wow.
2: And then, then, then the a week, like a Wait, few weeks, more. That, a few weeks after that, like the guy man is owing me like uh, I think he owed me but like eight hundred dollars, which is, was like two months of uh, of rent, and. Uh, A few weeks late, a few weeks later, he comes in, he gives me like half the money. (laughs) I'm like, and at that point, I'm really tight in my budget. So I'm like, okay, fine. Like it's better than nothing, but uh, (laughs) you still owe me. And he's like, Oh, why don't you thank me? I'm like, fuck man, this is your rent. You're supposed to pay your share. And like, then he went crazy on me. I think the neighbors called the cops. (laughs)
1: Wow!
0: And domestic abuse?
1: Oh man!
2: Well, uh, I guess we were a little bit no- noisy in our argument.
1: You guys should have shut the window. <laughs> uh, it was really bad. Oh man!
3: Well, thanks for sharing, Frank.
2: Yeah, it's quite, it's quite a story, and like,
1: it sure is.
2: Guess like this was what happened to you, you know. One moment you're having pasta, the next there's a naked guy screaming. <laughs> it's. I have Cut. scars from that
1: event.
0: <laughs> That's the most elaborate question, answer to question five we've ever had. Most extensive as well.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, you okay guys now. wanted it, uh
2: well we we asked for it <laughs> a short straw for answering the questions, but I hope I didn't do too bad
3: oh uh you were you were very entertaining frank
1: man that's gonna be uh it's gonna be a tough one to top <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> now, like, now now I have to make some kind of elaborate, craziest thing I've ever done story yeah, yeah. <laughs> like all three of us are gonna have to do that <laughs> I'll, I'll just be like. Remember that story that Frank told you guys? Well, that guy was me. <laughs>
0: Whoa. Whoa. I didn't see that
1: coming. <laughs> Ooh, you got me. You got me. <laughs> so let's let's talk about magic. Right. So yeah, well, let's talk more about crazy
0: roommates. <laughs> so, so um, actually, John, I'll, I'll let you be the host for the rest of the show because then you can ask us uh
1: yeah, yeah, I yeah feel since like I are doing something. Yeah, 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 I'll be the host. Hey everybody! <laughs> Episode 13 of Crazy Talk! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you guys went to Providence, right? Yeah. Yep. First question, did you guys have a good time?
3: Certainly. I, it was I... a blast, honestly.
1: Okay, the whole Alex says it was a blast. KYT, did you have a good time? I loved it. It was, it was really fun. Well, you know what, Kyt, I seen a tweet from you, and you were like, "I hit my absolute lowest this weekend." Oh, oh, <laughs> I was there to see it too. Right, not right. We're gonna talk about it. Let's talk about it, but but not right now. How about right. you, Frank? Did you have a good time?
2: Oh yeah, I had an amazing time. It was, uh it was my best trip so far. I think. Because uh, everything everything happened in that weekend, the magic was there, man. Awesome,
1: awesome. I see so what
2: you did there, Frank. I see what you did there.
1: <laughs> that was a that was a nice play on words. Nice move. So, what did you guys what did you guys play? Let's start with Kyt. What did you play?
0: I played a blue white Stoneforge deck that uh, Alex. Uh, was the main designer for, and uh, it really resembles some of the builds that that came out that weekend and and that a lot of the pros were on, except we were probably missing some of the breakthrough cards like uh, we didn 't have enough time to test them like ancestral visions and etc, but it was really close uh, my initial sketch of the deck. Was really close to the one that Owen Turnwall took to top eight. So um, it was really nice to see that in this format, that's considered you know the craziest wait sorry the craziest format <laughs> in Magic that we were able to come close to what some people who dedicate their lives basically uh, to play this format. So I was really happy about that despite my result.
1: Well, well I'm talking about Legacy though, right? Not right, stan- right. Not standard. You said Stoneforge, Blue-White Stoneforge and Legacy? <laughs> what?
3: I know, well, it sounds pretty crazy, does it?
2: <laughs> right. It, tur- it turns out there's a, c- there's a card called Batterskull that's uh, really tough for the uh, to handle, so... Uh,
1: yeah, in any format, I guess, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's also a bitch for control decks, and it plays well with... Uh, with a standstill, when you have a Stormforge right. online. So. Like,
1: it's,
0: it's, I really wonder why Wizards printed this card. It's like, we've seen in the past where, when Fairies was dominant, they'd print cards to like, you know, try to neuter it. And here we see like a card that, that straightens the best white creatures in Standard even more. And so much so that it's even playable in, well, I played Stoneforge in Extended. And like, it makes it better in Extended. If it's still a relevant format, and now even in Legacy, so like that's shocking to me. Like it, it really pushed over the edge, though. Stoneforge in Legacy, Batterskull was the key reason. Like um, even Patrick Chapin could sit, said in his article that he wouldn't even consider it if it weren't for Batterskull. So, and we came to the same conclusion.
2: No, yeah, I think I think one one of the thing that's uh, like the difference between Batterskull and the other swords that have been like, that have been prevalent with, uh, Stoneforges in Legacy. The difference with Batterskull, it, is that it affects the board. While the other sword, you really need to connect with one hit before you, like, you get any advantage out of it, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, that's, that's, uh, like, it's tough, it's tough to connect against the decks that, like, that know, like, they're, they're gunning for it, basically, you know? Keeping you from getting an active sword, you know? So, so with the batter skull, like, it just gets into play and it starts attacking by itself, you know, like, it's, it's a threat in itself. And with the, with the bounce ability, like, it's a recurring threat, so it's, it's even better.
1: Yeah, it seems like having that germ token makes the big difference between it and the swords, because, because this way you can have Stoneforge put it in play, and you just put another creature in play right there. It wasn't like you yeah. filed in a, equipment; you put a creature, you know. So
2: exactly. So that's that. That's that's huge. I
1: think <laughs> it, I think it's awesome that you, that you and Alex came up with a deck that's pretty similar to uh, to the ones that the that the pros were running. In the the same conclusion that they came to. Um, I think that. Batterskull was a, was created as an answer to Vengevine. Um, because I think, this is what I heard, and I don't know if it's, it's really what happened, but I think in Future, Future League, Vengevine was a huge problem. So, yeah, they printed, the thing. yeah, so they printed like, uh, what's this, this extraction, surgical extraction, and Batterskull, all to answer this Vengevine problem. But the funny thing is, is that Vengevine, is not seeing any play in in regular standard or, or other formats, and, and now this skull card is just awesome in the Jace deck, you know?
3: Yeah, I think the the real thing actually, John, is that that Valakut decks were not as strong in the future Future League. Like they didn't think that they would get working, uh-huh. and so because of that, the venjoin decks were were good because they crushed, like, the Callblade decks, cause, and there were no Valica decks, just crushed them. Uh, and so that that's what kept them out of, out of balance, I think. That's that's where they screwed up.
1: I would love to see, like, these future future League decks, you know what I mean? I know. Like, even even if it's, like, after the sets have already come out, I would just love to see what they were playing with, you know, because then we could be like, oh, we missed that, or, oh, man, like, our decks are way better than those guys, you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, it's probably the, the second one. <laughs> like, you know, there's like 15 people at Wizards working on these decks, and there's like, you know, a lot of us, let's say, building, tuning on Moto, like, you know, the Moto never sleeps.
1: <laughs> so, um, so how did you guys feel about the deck in general? Like, um, like you said you didn't get a chance to test, like, Ancestral Visions and this kind of stuff. Having played the tournament, what changes would you make? Like, what did you. Like, why don't you run down the list that you guys ran? Just give us, like, a, a quick, like, uh, like, what cards were in it, and then just talk about some changes or, like, some of the stuff that you've seen on the coverage or at the top tables that you think you might want to incorporate now that you've played the tournament.
3: Well, um, well sorry for KYTF. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I didn't, actually, I didn't actually play the deck. I had a list of four decks that I was considering, and uh, I wasn't really, like, super happy with any of them. The decks were Bug Control, you know, uh, Bob's, Jace, Goif's, etc. Him's, that deck. Um, the deck that KYT and I worked out, the Blue White Stoneforge deck. Um, the Merfolk, the, the list that many Canadians ran, uh, the, which also is playing Stoneforge. And uh, Felix LePan's deck <laughs> Hulk Rebirth. So I I was unsure which one of these decks I wanted to play, so I took out a D6, said, this is deck 1, this is deck 2, this is deck 3, this is deck 4. De- 5 and 6 I reroll. I rolled. I rolled a 6. I rolled again. And I rolled a 2, which ended up being bug control. So that...
1: Like a baller. Sick.
0: <laughs> so I'll run through the list. The, the thing, the issue was we probably... <laughs> Concluded on this being a good strategy a bit too late during the week, but at the same time, um, I feel like Channel Fireball, like during the weekend, we saw the pros and they were discussing on the Friday still as to what to play. And, uh, I, you know, I talked to Paulo, um I showed him my deck, uh, Saturday morning and he said, like, he, they changed their mind, like, Friday, Friday evening at 11 p.m., like, put, putting decks together. So, I do wonder uh, when we can finally, uh, like, what's the optimal time to, to finally decide decks that so we have enough time to tune in and, and figure out the sideboard. That's something to be figured out and, and a mistake that um, I will look to rectify in the nec- next year's GP, Legacy GP, if, if it's close at all to, to Canada. Um, so, the deck I played, Played Stoneforge Mistakes, two Vendelian Cliques, four Jaces, two Elspeths, uh, four Swords, one Batterskull, four Brainstorms, four Missteps, three Counter Spells, four Spell Snares, one Sword of Fire and Ice, four Force of Will. And so it plays the regular counter suite of, of all the other blue decks. And it also played seven Manlands, actually eight. I think I left out in my deck list on the website that I actually ran one Celestial Colonnade. Uh, along with three Mutavolts and four Mistress Factory. Um, And so that was it.
1: That's a lot of man lands, huh?
0: Yeah, so that was the main difference in in our list. I was talking to Dan Lantier, who talked to me about he wanted more value out of his lands. And, like, our team as a whole were discussing how we could take advantage of of having equipments in our deck, right? Like, if we don't have dudes to suit it up, if they just kill our Stoneforge, then the equipments that we have, like the swords that we have, will lose a lot of value. And uh hence the move to more man lands. But looking back, I mean, I feel like maybe we don't need that many man lands. Um,
1: well... To, Here's what I see as the problem with the man lands in the deck. Like immediately when you said that many man lands, I felt like that was wrong. And part of the reason is, is because think about what you have to do to get that man land to do work. Okay, you have to activate it, right? And right. then that's like first red, red flag is like, you open up yourself to get uh strip mine by a sword to plowshear, right? Right. Okay, so that's okay. I mean it's a reasonable risk to, to have a win condition. The second thing is you actually have to uh after activating you have to tap the mana to sort it up, right? Right. So you're running a list with like how many, like fifteen counter spells or like thirteen counter spells?
0: Yeah, a lot which is like a lot.
1: Yeah, a uh, lot. And and you're you don't want to be using your mana to be equipping a dude up with a sword, you know what I'm saying?
0: Uh, I, I agree with that.
1: And so, like to me, like immediately, like when you say that, I just think that's too many because you just want that mana open, and the and the man land is there for like later, way later when you have like, you know, I mean, way later is like seven lands and legs like, or whatever, you know, because <laughs> you know? I mean, your stuff is also going to get wastelanded, and um you know, you don't want to have a fragile mana base. You don't want to be sitting on a counterspell with like. Mistress Factory, Mistress Factory, like Blue Source, you know, or you know, Mistress Factory Mutavault, Blue Source, you know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, did you find that that kind of stuff was happening a lot, or am I just off base here? I felt like having one,
0: like having too many manlands wasn't like if you if I had two manlands, it would have been. Because you're only going to suit up one. So, so like, the, so the second manland doesn't have that much value. Uh-huh. And, like, if the second one was a wasteland, that would give me a lot more flexibility as to what I wanted to do in that particular situation. Maybe I just want to attack him, or this turn I just want to wasteland and, and sit back on spells. So, it gave me a lot, it would have given me a lot more options, and especially uh, in my article I mentioned how I felt I liked the Crucible World's plan. I actually played a mirror. And he had that, and it was like a must counter spell the Crucible because mm-hmm. of like just even a Fetchland making his brainstorms really good, or, or just getting back his Wastelands, turn and turn and turn just to kill like my old, my excessive <laughs> Manlands. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I drew another Manland, it's gonna die damn like so um <laughs> <I'm> so, <laughs> i was really impressed by crucible so i don't know you're
2: you're you what you mean to say is that your man land got manhandled <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean i was talking to joey pascal last night and he he's like starting well not starting like well he's getting into legacy he's been playing like blue white land still and he asked me you know why is it why is the miser's crucible worlds there and i and I found it super powerful against me. Like, it, it beat me. It was, like, the one reason it beat me in both of those games. So I wonder if, A, it's because I didn't respect it enough and then, you know, force a will it, Or, well, I couldn't in game two, that's for sure. And, or is it, you know, is it as strong as I think it is right now? Because some people are thinking about cutting it. And, like, a lot of people are asking me, why the heck is it in the deck? Like, so, uh
1: John? I, I think... Um I think the the answer to that and I'll let Alex correct me because I'm probably wrong but um, <laughs> I think the answer to that is exactly what you've seen okay you don't want to draw two crucibles in this deck okay because it's a control deck and it's it's about resources and stuff and having two crucibles is just it's miserable when you want to counter spell okay but in the long game the control deck sees so many cards from like brainstorm and some ver- versions have the ancestral visions, others have the, um, the standstills and then the jaces that in the long game you're, it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty, um, it's pretty fair to say that you'll, you'll see your crucible. So they run less manlands, and they run the, the, you know, two to three wastelands. And the Crucible plan, because in the late game, they'll just overcome you. I mean, if you kill their man land, they just get it back with the way, with the Crucible. And then they, they don't want to miss land drops, because it's all, about, it's all about land drops. So I think that they only run one because you never want to draw two, and they run it so that they can have a, a, a plan long game against other control decks. I mean, and sometimes it's just a free win. Like, if you resolve that on turn three and you have Wastelands, then you could just shut your opponent out.
3: Yeah, you're you're right, John.
1: Woo! Success. <laughs>
3: Five points. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was actually playing a Crucible in the sideboard of my Bug Control deck, and it was it was always really good. Like, because you want it, you don't you don't want it. Like, you definitely don't want it early, and you definitely don't want multiples. You just really you want to play it like later, and it gives you. It's a huge card advantage engine. Either you can like lock them out against some decks by repeatedly wastelanding them. Or just returning fetch lands, and, like, you never need to play a land from your hand ever again, so uh, when you accumulate lands, your brainstorms will always, like, be able to put two lands back and then shuffle away, so they become, like, ancestral recalls. And, uh, you know, your Jace brainstorms also are, of course, insane, and, like, you're you're never missing land drops, and so all the cards, like, days and so on are bad against you. And it's just, it, it, it keeps giving you advantage, but... Like I think in the control mirrors, there were bo- there was one other crucible in the sideboard that they were bringing in, because it's just so good. Like as you said, Kyt, it's a must counter spell. Like right. you can't you can't let that resolve unless you're going to kill it. I actually played a, a a mirror match where my opponent played turn three crucible, and then I, I had my own crucible. <laughs> <laughs> but I was actually playing. Uh, I was trying maelstrom pulse in my deck. <laughs> as, as one of my removal spells, instead of a go for the throat, and actually, I, I maelstrom pulsed his crucible, and then played my own, and uh, that was that was pretty sweet. <laughs> like, I actually, was really impressed with the with the maelstrom pulse that I was playing. I think I think it's like it's the, the format slowed down enough that it's okay to be playing that. Mm. Um, Interesting. Like, I go for the throat is good, but it has. Where, where did places.
2: you get that maelstrom pulse? <laughs>
3: Are, you're joking, right, Frankie?
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> I but, got but it from, from still, signing up to the GP, of course.
2: Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome that they're giving that card, I think. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alex is yeah, like, uh, yeah, this looks like a good card. I think we'll put it in my deck. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, actually, yeah, that kind of was it. Like, I wasn't thinking that I was going to play Maelstrom Pulse until I got it as a card, and then I'm like, wow, this card actually seems really good right now. Because all these people are playing things like Shackles and Crucible and lots of, there's lots of Jaces. Yeah. And, and it just answers all those cards as well as being able to kill, you know, off creatures and so on. Like, here, here's my, my best, best Maelstrom Pulse story though. Is, uh, round, round six, I'm, I'm paired against Elves. So game one, I Inquisition him and see his hand and let, let him keep like take off, take one of his his um, wirewood sim, uh, symbiote so he can't go crazy if he gets like a elvish visionary or whatever so he, with his summoners pact so he packs for regal force and uses queeron rangers which is the elf that you can return a force to your hand to untap a creature mm-hmm. along with his one finehorn elves to produce seven mana where he has and plays his regal force. And so he's got two forests in that, that guy left, and he'll be able to pay for his pack by untapping it in his upkeep. So I just play my Jason Bounces Finehorn Elves, and he dies in upkeep to his own pact. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next game, the next game, I'm I, I like bored, and I have all this removal and everything, and anyways, he goes, you know, he plays like Elf turn, uh, uh, wire, uh, sorry, uh, Queer and Ranger turn one. Turn two, plays a Priest of Titania, and then turn three, he goes nuts. Plays three more Quirin Rangers, ends up bouncing all of his lands, and he's like, tap Priest of Titania, 13 mana, untap it, tap it again, 19 mana, pay 15. I'm like, oh, crap, I'm dead. It's, it's an Ember cool, right? But no, it was a Drago Warcaller kicked seven times. <laughs> 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 oh, wow. So I decided to pay two life and mental misstep that spell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then you maelstrom so uh,
3: Yes, the all I maelstrom pulsed all four copies of the <laughs> Ranger. <laughs> so his board was his what was uh, Priest of Titania and Elvish Arc Druid. Wow. No lands, just Priest of Titania, Elvish Archdruid. Druid. <laughs> dirty. And then after the game he showed me that the next turn he drawn his own mental misstep to be able to counter back on his Jiraga. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's awesome
3: that was that was that was pretty funny though that i i' now have never before gotten a four for one with actual cards on maelstrom pulse
1: <laughs> <laughs> now now f- what did you play frank
2: I played the the hulk deck
1: oh you played that
2: yeah, I played that what did you think and it was uh well the i think I think the deck is awesome uh it was fun and uh, i started 2-0, but then i went o three and like a lot of those uh those losses were were i i can i guess i had like i had the bad like uh, it was bad luck for one matchup uh another another deck uh I, it was uh it was just like is he was playing a combo that game, was just, like, a turn faster than me, so, like, that one I couldn't win. And, uh, the other, the other one, like, I, I just, I just couldn't get anything going. Mm-hmm. So,
1: Now, uh, now like, you shouldn't have too much pro- trouble with combo, because you have, uh, what is that, Cabal Therapy, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, but if you don't, uh... I, I didn't. I didn't really draw it in those games. I think.
3: Yeah, I think mm. of the other problem, Frankie, is you're way less experienced with the deck than Felix is. Like that deck, I I tried play. T- I was playtesting testing against KYT, and like, you know, I crushed him like seven games in a row or whatever. But uh, like, I still felt I was making players left and right. And then we played some more, and like, I definitely noticed like we played, and pretty much every game that I would lose was because I had screwed up. And like, there's just so many complex interactions. Like, how do you win when you have body double in your hand or whatever? Yeah, like
2: and I think I think I I lost like the decks that I played against like it was the metal worker deck that I that I that I lost to, then mm-hmm. it was the it was uh, just like a, a band natural order deck, and then it was uh, painters uh, painters stone. Mm-hmm. So um, what happened against uh, the the worker deck? Uh, first game he goes crazy with metal worker. On turn 2. So... Uh, and the thing is... He, like, the deck plays Disruption... And the Disruption is really good against me. So, Chalice at 1 is really good. And mm-hmm. uh, the Lodestone Golems slow me down a lot. Like, especially when they're in multiples. <laughs> so, that's... Yeah. Like, that's, that's tough to overcome. when, Especially when they have the sick draw, you know? Mm-hmm. Then, the, like, the second game... Uh, I was able to, like, fight the hate and, like, get a progenitus out in time to win the race. Uh, and then the third game, he, he was on the play again, and, uh, he Malta 5, he went turn 1, chalice for 1. <laughs> so I'm sitting with my, uh, with my, uh, Kwasali Prime Mage, and, like I'm thinking, okay, maybe I can fight through it. Turn two, he goes lodestone golem. <laughs> so like, in my turn, I just like I can't cast anything for one; it'll get countered. And <laughs> so I, I just I just pass the turn. Then he starts beating me with me with the lodestone. Turn three, I go okay. I'll 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 cast my Quasali for one extra. And then he goes and he plays Revoker, naming KwaZali. <laughs> so at that point, I, like, on the Malta 5, so, like, at that point I'm pretty much dead.
1: And on, like, full life tilt.
2: <laughs> well, not that bad. It was that, that was my first loss. I'm like, okay, yeah, that, like, he got me, like... uh
3: mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I found, like, that the way to attack that deck, the best way to attack it is to attack its mana. Like... When I was playing against Kyt and he was playing Merfolk, like the games where he would counter my turn one Birds of Paradise,
1: mm-hmm.
3: were like the games that he would have the highest chance of winning. I felt.
1: Mm. So, would you like recommend this deck? Or
3: um, I think if you're going to play this deck, you should practice a lot with it because it's got a lot of like really really complex interactions, a lot of cool ways you can actually like go off and win when they're not expecting it. Like, there's one point where, you know, I had a Fauna Shaman in play and, like, a bunch of mana, and, like, my opponent fate sealed me and kept a creature on top, and, like, any creature would actually win the game for me because I could go use it, find Academy Rector, like, sack Academy Rector, get Pattern, and, like,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and then go off. Or, like, find. there was another point where I could get Body Double, and Body Double could copy the Academy Rector that was in the yard or the Hulk that was already in the yard from Fauna Shaman, and
0: mm-hmm. it was, like,
3: you know there's the, sometimes you have to sack like your thing to get Academy Rector and Mana sources so then you can actually hard cast like the piece that's in your hand and, and continue to go off mm-hmm. it's like it's 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 pretty 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 difficult sometimes <laughs> like <laughs> so some, some games are really obvious, but like a lot of games the hard games i think you i practice. think
2: the I think the toughest part is fighting the disruption you know and like 'cause like there's always there's always a way to get there. But like you can't always know like what to play around, you know?
1: So like this is a powerful deck, but it's like a really hard deck to play. I think Bro, it's I, fairly difficult to play, yeah.
0: I would I would recommend it though. Um but like even Felix if you read the coverage, he had a feature match against Matt Nass. And if you – I don't know if it's because of the feature match that that's probably Felix's first feature match got to him. But uh, according to coverage, Matt Nass had to ter- tell him to hurry up at, in in two instances. So you got to wonder, you know, if, if the ma- even the master of the deck you know, was was thinking hard about it. It is like Alex Or, said, or maybe Matt name.
1: Nass is being a douche and he was – Or, or yeah, right. Know. Or, <laughs> or, na- or Matt
0: – The two. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not calling you a douche, Matt Das. If you're listening, I'm saying it could happen. Felix can confirm in the comments. Was he being a douchebag? <laughs> yeah, let us know, Felix, because we got your back. <laughs> well,
2: I, I I watched the game a little bit, and uh, it seemed it seemed they were still uh, like it wasn't that bad. I think.
1: Oh, so he was being
0: a douchebag. It wasn't that bad in what sense, Frank? Like. The, the
1: no, he
2: didn't, he, didn't seem, he didn't seem to be bullying Felix. Mm. Okay.
1: Oh, okay, okay, so he wasn't being a douche fan. All
2: no. right,
1: Nas, you're cool in our book.
0: <laughs> I, th- I think it's a really legit deck. I mean, Alex was pummeling me, even though, obviously, he's also a better player. But I think my concern with the deck is we, I, we didn't test uh, any post-cyborg games, and I wonder... Because I've seen uh, Jeremy, uh, the other guy, uh, Felix's friend and probably co-designer of the deck, like win many, the, the games I watched, he would win game one and then, you know, maybe lose games two and three. So um, that would be the, the only concern that I have about the deck. But uh, we were definitely serious when we called it a legit deck and something to watch for, and we're glad that, uh, you know. Yeah, it's awesome that Felix got yeah. some recognition.
1: Right. I mean, he, he pretty much already did it. You know what I mean? Like, like, he built this deck, right? And then he won a grinder with it and put it on the map. I mean, this deck is already in people's, like, fo- in, in the forefront of people's visions. Uh, now they can start tuning it or playing with it. And like, I expect the deck to probably, I don't know, it's probably going to be around, you know? Yeah.
2: It's, I, I think it, I think it's a legit deck because like, it plays eight copies of a card that says you win the game. You know, <laughs>
1: it plays seven copies. But but yeah.
3: Well, there's different lists yeah. that are slightly different. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, the one I seen had seven. So does Felix's have seven or does he have eight?
3: I don't know. I'm not allowed I, I to, we'll... to give you the deck, will unless you give him four jasons.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny because uh, we'll we'll. um We'll put the Providence on pause for a second, kind of so Friday night um, Ma- uh, Mark son sends me a text message you know <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> and, awesome and he's like he's like yeah i 'm um, I'm, I'm grinding right now, like blah 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 so i 'm like oh i need I need uh, statistics like I need to know about this, I need to know about that, you know, some other stuff, and so he writes me back he 's like, dude. He's like, there's a, there's a, a natural order deck over here just destroying in this, a natural order Hulk deck. <laughs> he's like, a no Hulk deck is destroying at this grinder, I just lost to it. <laughs> and I'm like, did it have pattern of rebirth? And he's like, I don't know, I didn't see that card. And I'm like, who was it? He's like, some French guy. I'm like, dude, it's Felix the Panther. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that's the guy. So like, once he was like, yeah, that's the guy, I was at my local store. And I'm like, uh, do you guys have any pattern of <laughs> and, uh, the guy just looks like, wrong. let me look it up, and he looks it up, and they're like a dollar fifty, right? He's like, yeah, we have we have them at a dollar fifty. I'm like, how many? <laughs> it's like, oh, man. Uh Twelve, I think. And I'm like, okay, I'll take them. And he's like, okay, so four. And I'm like, no, I'll take all twelve. And he's like, all 12? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, well, there's a foil one here. Do you want that one too? I'm like, yep. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Matt, you're ripping off your local store. <laughs> oh, man.
3: Matt, even, it, apparently, Mark's son, who is an awesome dude, it was awesome to meet him, he actually, while he was watching Felix, before he even played him, he went and, and traded for, you know, using oh, his yeah. tactical <laughs> trade skills, he tactically traded for a foil protean Hulk. So, uh...
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what he told me. He's like I scored a foil hulk. Yeah. That guy is uh Mark Son is a great uh great addition to the TTT. He's uh he's legit. It's funny because before I actually before I was a magic writer, okay, before I was like known as a trader, and before I lived in Ohio, Mark Son lives in Ohio. I lived in Vermont and I traded with Mark Sun through the mail. And um it's like we used to trade all the time through the mail, and I didn't realize that he lived in Ohio. So when I moved out here, uh we did another trade through the mail, and I'm like, hey, wait a second. I'm like, dude, you live like an hour from me. He's <laughs> like, I thought you lived in Vermont. I'm like, no, dude, I moved to Ohio. So I, I actually got to meet him at a mean deck open over here, and it was really cool. Ever since then, we've been like uh BFFs, you know? <laughs> Probably not close as him in KYT. I
3: don't know. They went to
1: math class together. <laughs> Are you serious? No <laughs> I'm like this is a small world
0: <laughs> um, oh, man. But, but I was glad that It hopefully brings our cast Some sort of credibility that we weren't just Spewing about like some crappy Deck by some guy at a store We we thought it was legit And uh, um, it, it like it plays four Patterns for natural orders but when you talk To the designers of the deck like they say that the deck, and, and a lot of people that get defeated by them say they, they were beaten by lucky top decks, but if you talk to the guys, they're like, they design it, the deck's designed in such a way that, you know, you set yourself up for a win with the top deck. I mean, I was watching yeah. Jeremy against Anthony Eason, who, who basically had Tyler Holler's scholar on, a, either a pattern or an order, and Jeremy would rip a Protean Hawk from the top, and he'd have a Sack Outlet and Cabal Therapy in the yard already, and it was game over. So, um you know, the deck has just, well, just let, a lot like of cards the that game, just kill you. Like, the,
2: uh, the guy that made Day 2 with the deck, like, he was playing on the bubble for Day 2 against uh, Anthony Eason. Right, right. And the guy goes, extirpate your natural order. And uh he's like, like, okay, that resolves. Then the guys go into his turn, he art casts the Protean Hulk and wins the game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and man.
0: That's it. Like, game over. <laughs> right. So, so, like, there's just a lot of cards that it could just draw off the top to win it all. So, I just, I really like the deck. I mean, but, you know, I'd have to see how it does post cyborgs in many matchups. Um,. And that's about it.
1: I think, I, I think, think the cast has, go ahead, go ahead Frank, sorry.
2: I think the deck, like,
0: it preys on, on the
2: deck that will trade one for one with you, you know? Cause, uh, if they have, like, a recurring ways of, like, dealing with your little guys that, like, you need to combo off, like, th- this is, that's when it gets really tough. But, like, mm. if they have one force, like, against your Cabal Therapies and your, your, uh, there's, like, there's another card in the deck that's great and it's, uh, Xanted Swarm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, if they amazing. don't counter the Green Zenith for, for one and they, they can't deal with the Swarm, like, right away, you, like, sometimes it's just game.
1: I, right. I read in the coverage, actually, uh, the guy who day twoed with it, he Green Sun Zenith for, th- uh, for two. So that he wouldn't get spell snared. So mm. it, was, it was a three. He he did it for two, but then went and got a Zanted swarm.
3: <laughs> yeah, I actually did that against Kyt. I think in testing, it's yeah. like it's, I mean you could do that and like sometimes I I actually have done it for with X equals one to find uh, to find a Dryad arbor just to play around misstep. It's the same thing.
1: Yep. Yeah. So it's uh it's it seems like a deck that gives you a lot of options and. Uh, and, uh, a lot of paths to victory. So, you know, it's just one of those things you have to get, like you said, get comfortable with. But what I was going to say is I think the cast should have a lot of credibility. I mean, um, you know, we talked about a lot of these new Phyrexia cards. Like, I mean, Jin Kataxis is in a lot of reanimator builds right now, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. Ella Snorn is in dredge builds, you know, all this high stuff. Five. Will, yeah, high five. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I can't think of the only thing I I can think of that hasn't seen fruition yet. Like, we all knew Misstep was going to change the format. Um, Oh,
0: Frank called Ancestral Visions before.
1: Anybody did. Frank is a visionary,
0: just like KYT.
1: (laughs) Frank called it on the cast?
2: Yeah. He
1: said, Yeah, yeah, I told you I
2: wanted to play Bug with uh, Ancestral Vision. And, and
0: Medina, <laughs> Medina said play a real deck.
2: <laughs> yeah, you were like, yeah, like wha- like why aren't you playing like the last list from the tournament, you know?
1: <laughs> no, didn't I talk about playing uh what's it called? Uh Bloodbraid Elf with Ancestral Visions when you said that? Yeah. You did. You yeah. Did. Which which is not the greatest idea, but I wasn't completely <laughs> I wasn't completely against you.
2: Oh, you were completely against me, man.
1: Well, I am now. I am ask now. For forgiveness. <laughs> ask for forgiveness. <laughs> I'm going to when you, ask s- you
3: when you suggested it, I th- I thought it was a little slow. Was my comment. And I think I think <laughs> that basically that misstep has slowed down the format enough that like Answers provisions is good yeah. again.
2: To that point now. Yeah.
3: Is is it good or nuts? I think it's good. I wouldn't I wouldn't go so far as to say nuts.
1: Do you okay. think it's, like, Drew Levin said it's the, it's the upgrade to Standstill. Would you say that?
3: Um, I don't know. It's definitely better than Standstill against many different decks. It's worse against Standstill. Like, it's worse in the Standstill mirror when they have a Standstill, because you suspend Visions, they play a Standstill, and your Visions is going to cr- pop their Standstill. They'll draw three, and then they can counter your Visions, which is kind of awkward.
1: Now, couldn't you... <laughs> Could you suspend Visions on top of a standstill? You could, right? What do you mean? Like, if they have a standstill down, you can suspend Visions without breaking it.
3: Yes, you can suspend it, but when it comes out of suspend, then it will break the standstill.
1: Yeah. But if you're trying to deck them like Drew Levin was trying to do to Apollo, then that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I
0: was watching that game. It was intense. Yeah. Really intense, and like, people were clapping at the end of it, like, uh-huh. and it was just one game. One game that lasted 50 minutes. It was... It sounded it was, pretty
1: epic, dude. It, it, when Drew Levin was writing about it, did you read his latest article?
0: Yeah, yeah, I did. And he said he had other lines of play that may have won him the game.
1: Yep, but he he didn't, uh, execute him or, like, got too excited or... Yeah, he used his know. repeal. Yeah, which was, I guess, a bad move.
3: Well, drawing a card and having one less blue card to move to a Forza Willis, it seemed
1: bad. But he but, did get tenth place out of uh, twelve hundred. So. Oh yeah,
3: no, I'm not saying <laughs> Drew Levin's bad. He's he's clearly he's clearly on the top of his game.
0: Yeah. yeah, he's one of those SCG guys that have done well on the SCG circuit that I think. Is the real deal, and we'll do something on the on the pro tour. Like he tied for he he tied for top eight, and he just got out of it because of tiebreakers. So yeah, um, very impressive.
1: Yeah, shout out to Drew. What's up, Drew? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I'm pretty excited about the legacy format right now. I feel like there's. I mean, some people are making jokes about like, oh man, you can play all the hits from. Uh, Aaron Forsythe put that. Um, the thing about I love about Legacy is that uh you get to play all the old cards like uh oh, yeah. <laughs> Forge Mystic and Jace. Part. Yeah. <laughs> so so like that it's a funny joke, but there there were some definite like so there were some differences in the builds that won, you know what I mean? Like Apollo's his uh, his deck was a was a stand, was a, a landstill deck, right? That was uh, that had like deeds in it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there was like, uh, there was a grindstone deck, and this is the one that surprised me the most. Because a lot of people were hating on this deck, and it top 8 is a zoo deck. Right? Uh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, wait, there did there was a zoo deck that top 8 <laughs> <laughs> There was, there was. Yeah, yeah, this one with the, uh, with the Gaddak Teagues, the Grim Wabamancers. Yeah, because people were saying, oh man, zoo is dead, zoo is dead, but this guy, man. <laughs> yeah. John Kublis He was like, What? <laughs> I'm bringing my Nactles We're out in force
3: Yeah, I, mountain, I, plains, I, forests,
2: win.
0: I, I know the Hadfields were gonna. Were playing Zoo I wonder well. if
2: Wesco was playing the Coddles
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Nactle for life <laughs> So, um Yeah, so I'm pretty excited I think there's a good I think there was a good mix. I mean, people were like going nuts about the Hivemind deck that was in the top 8. Um, you know, there there was a Merfolk deck, a Zoo deck.
2: The the Hivemind deck also by the way, it's uh, Roberge's pet deck also.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the guy who likes to who likes to bring the hate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought this really uh, pet deck.
3: I thought he's like all in all for mono red.
2: No, he he played that uh, at the GPT for uh, Providence. Okay. The the Gamekeeper one.
1: I thought this Bant deck that won was pretty cool looking.
3: Yeah, no Force of Wills and no Natural Order Bant, right?
1: Yeah. It was just dudes and, like, awesome spells.
3: Yeah, awesome spells and dudes.
1: He also had that Sylvan Safekeeper, man. That guy, uh... The guy seems to be pretty legit.
3: He's he's among the top twenty invitational cards of all time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> how many how many invitationals were there? Twenty?
3: <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think less than twenty.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, um, what else did you guys see in Providence that you were like surprised by, or like, you know? Well,
2: one thing. One thing that was interesting from the GP itself is that there was a lot of innovation. You know, like. Uh, we've seen we've seen basically like the same decks like going in and out of uh, like of the top 8s uh on the SCGs but this time for providence like a lot of people came up with new decks and new tech and new uh new things that we hadn't seen before you know and yeah. that's that's uh, that's interesting and i think i think it's a trend that we're going to we're going to see um that's gonna keep happening, you know Like there's so many tournaments now That people keep Their great stuff for the bigger Ones, you know, like they're gonna go They're gonna risk more On those tournaments To kind yeah. of break To try to break it, basically
3: You mean like GPs we break it, Mize <laughs> uh, Shout out to the, the Gathering, man That guy is, that that is uh. one chill dude
1: Oh man, was um, that you guys' soundtrack for the uh, for the uh, tournament? <laughs> you know how Kevlar picks it. a song, but you guys picked the CD, and that's what you guys are rocking to.
2: Right. We, <laughs> so we 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 listened to it pretty extensively on the way there, <laughs> and uh, we got lost in Boston traffic, so we had like extra time <laughs> to listen to it.
1: Oh man, oh, yeah, man, Boston, Boston traffic is
3: the
0: worst. Yeah, um, especially because you're in Boston.
1: Yeah, and there's like road
0: work everywhere. Yeah. To, to touch up on, uh, Frank's point, like, me and Frank have discussed this before, and I, I I think there might be other factors. I think I disagree with him about, like, pros keeping, uh, their tech. I think, just SCG, there isn't that many, there's less players, first of all, so there's gonna be less variety of decks, and, and there's less of those top, uh, tier, um brewers that you're going to see so um but that that would be my opinion um i mean Jerry uh, in, innovated with the landstill deck like uh 2 weeks ago so um there i just think there's a lack of those kind of people at these tournaments
2: yeah well, like think- me me i'm pretty sure that uh, that next week i think it's next week the uh, the invitational in Indy Like, a guy like Jerry, he will be playing something, like, completely different, I think, from what we've seen him play before. Yeah, he's going to have some spicy salsa. (laughs) Yeah,
3: exactly.
0: (laughs) Well, Drew tweeted about working with Chapin and and Jerry exclusively for the Invitational, so we'll probably see something from those three guys. But I do expect it to be uh, a Stoneforge deck.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Stoneforge-based. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think I agree a little bit with both of you guys. Um, I think that, I think it's a mixture of both that there isn't a lot of pros at the SCG that are bringing the tech. Like, if pros came to the SCG, I think we'd see more of this stuff. Um, I mean, there's pros there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to belittle the SCG events or anything. But, like, a GP will bring, like, so much more people and so much more high caliber Players Like, even Drew said in his report that he has never really played against someone who's top 8 at a Pro Tour in a constructed setting, you know? PB! <laughs> PB! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, like, I think uh, I think that's true, but then also, Drew said uh, this weekend that he's not going to be handing his deck list out, that um, he's going to be working with uh, Chapin and Jerry, and it's going to be secret. And so I think there is a little bit of that going on once when, when people really want to win these things um they keep it really on the, on the down low you know mm-hmm. so um so yeah i think uh I, I had I had fun uh cheering for you guys and uh and watching you guys uh you know through the pairings and the uh, standings you know I was sad to see all of you guys uh scrub out you know pretty uh pretty hardcore but uh
0: whoa. <laughs> I, I scrubbed out really hardcore. Oh yeah, no, I'm not Alex, that part. Alex was Alex was close. Yeah, I was
3: in in round eight. I was paired against. I got to look at the pairing sheet and I'm like, come on, sucker! And it's like, Alexander Hain versus Brad Nelson. <laughs> Uh-oh. And, uh oh, and and so you know we we got paired. He Brad he Brad's a nice guy and uh, he took game one. He was playing junk. He,
1: uh-huh. he
3: uh, landed a knight of the gorilla query that I couldn't deal with. But then Game 2 was a monster of a game, back and forth, with him having, like, a Bob in play at one life for, like, 15 turns.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like,
3: like kept on the... T- and he had a Knight of the Reliquary that if it ever hit me, I would die. And, uh, like, it was just... Uh, we both had tops in play, because I was actually playing a top in my, uh, my, de- in my deck, which was really awesome.
1: Uh-huh.
3: And, like, so many decisions and plays, and eventually, like, turn four of extra turns... He finally died to his Bob revealing a source of plowshares that if I hadn't just flipped my top, played Crucible, and wastelanded his only white source, he would have been able to cast on his Tarmungoyf and survived. Mm. Mm. And so, uh, so however, at that point, a draw would eliminate us both, so I conceded to him. It's a lot more important. He, that's his job, you know? He, 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 so it was a lot more important for him to, to make it than me.
1: Now, if you would have... If he would have conceded to you, where would that have put you?
3: Then I would have had to win my last round, and then I would have made day two had I won my last round. Okay. Which I did, but I don't know. He ended up not winning his last round, so.
1: Come on, Brad. Get it together.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And I noticed that he was actually pared down in the last round, so whoever beat him didn't make day two either.
1: Oh, so they weren't as nice a guy as you were. No. Wow,
3: Well, we can't all be just awesome, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, there's I only know There's so
3: many Alexes and Medinas in the world, right? Yeah, uh, that's right. Sorry, <laughs> guys. And Frank's and Frank's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think Frank is, like, out-star-powering both of us right now. Bad, yeah. He's got all the comments. He's got all the chicks. He's got everything. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, there's some, some random girl added me on Facebook.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was oh. like, yeah... <laughs> and then my girlfriend, she's like, "Who's that bitch?" <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: oh, 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 oh. <laughs> she's like,
1: "That's just Alex's mom."
0: <laughs> whoa, whoa, yeah. Back Bye. to
3: the GP discussion. What do you guys?
1: Oh. Think,
3: what do you guys think was the uh, your best mo- favorite moment from the GP? KYT, you go first.
0: Favorite moment of the GP, I think just. I think just going to an event with other people and and feeling like this is going to be I, I'll let uh, Frank answer after and I'll think about a more specific thing but the more general thing is just going to a tournament with friends and a team like you just it, it, like this brotherhood it, it just feels so so awesome you care about whether your teammate did well or not whether you made day 2 and then when they made it you you care if you're excited for them if they're close to the top 8 it's it's just you know, just being part of a team—that that general feeling is just—it's just awesome. So I look forward to all the time to these type of events, and I feel bad for people like uh, Alan Campbell, who uh, who's on Twitter, and telling me that he's like the only guy he knows that would travel to events. I mean, that totally sucks. So. Um,
3: yeah, it's definitely about the people you go with and the people you meet there. Like that was—you know—I I had like my nationals invite was on the line, right? For coming in, and luckily I'm still above the threshold after afterwards. Yay! Even though Woo, even though s- the Sunday PTQ didn't come in yet, which I was actually thought I was going to have to n- need those points to uh, pick, to stay above. But yeah, so I'm still there. Uh, unfortunately, one of my friends didn't make it; was lo- lost his NATS invitation. But uh, I just went in with the mindset, I'm here to have fun. doesn't matter if I win. doesn't matter if I lose my Nats fight. It's not that important. What's important is just to be here and chill with all these cool people and have a lot of fun, you know?
1: Yep. So, like, was that a, I missed a moment. Was there a moment there? Like your favorite moment, right? Of the, of I, the I didn't
3: say it yet. I'm waiting. It's Frank's turn now. I was just uh,
1: – Oh, just adding. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah for me for me the week, the weekend was literally was a roller coaster of emotions 'cause uh when I got to the hotel room, I opened my bag, I looked, and uh I didn't bring my deck with me
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: he brought all his other cards though and Go like
2: ahead. i i I had my entire standard collection for the p t q on Sunday if I didn't make day two. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, like, in that box, I had, like, I had my deck, and I had, like, all my spare legacy cards, like, all my duels, all, like, like, so if I changed my mind and I wanted to play something else, I'd have it, I'd have, like, mostly everything, you know? So, uh, like, from that point, like, <laughs> it was kind of, uh, of an adventure, you know? And, uh, we, we just went, we went to the site and, um there, cause, because Alex was considering to play the Hulk deck, his friend and the guy we had on the show uh, earlier, David Schneier, he had most of the cards that are played in, uh, in the Hulk deck. So, uh, I, I went there and like nobody else was planning on playing it. So, uh, I was able to borrow the cards. And, uh, I, I got a few, uh, from the dealers and a few from, uh, other friends that were there. And, and I was able to play, uh, 74 out of the 75 that I was planning yeah, to play.
3: Yeah, because Frank and I went around to the dealers and none of them, we could not find Starved Ruzalka. <laughs>
2: Which is, really? yeah, it's it's the most obscure card in the deck. Guild <laughs> and Black no- Uncommon. For a green
3: one-one creature, pay a green. Sacrifice a creature, you gain one life.
1: Was it uh, was it like important to the deck?
3: Well, it's the it's it the only sacrifice outlet you can green sun zenith for.
1: Ooh,
2: yeah. Wow. Well, luckily, luckily, it didn't it didn't really come up in the tournament, you know, because like, there's it's just, just that good it's a, it's a corner case that you need to tutor for the uh for that guy to go off like there's there's other ways uh of getting there you know in the deck <laughs> so uh it it didn't come up but like i was i was able to play like a decent it, it was close enough i guess that's awesome. And and uh and then like at the end of day one I had my camera with me. I, I took a few pictures of people uh <laughs> and like I'm at, like after that we're in the restaurant, I look into my bag, I'm like fuck, I left my camera at the venue <laughs> <laughs> And then we went back and uh it was in the Lost and Founds And then on Sunday <laughs> I'm playing in the PTQ and at the end of the round I like I look up on the table and it's like where's my deck box? And the <laughs> guy that was, I was playing against he took it by mistake <laughs> But then like uh I I I like at first I'm like that man I I now I'm getting my decks deck box stolen and it's like the <laughs> It was like the third strike, you know. <laughs> but like eventually, I found the guy, and like he had, like he just had, like he had the same box, and he, he like he, he was he picked it up like without really uh, noticing, and uh, he gave it back to me, and
1: uh, like that wasn't
2: that was like again for the third time, the crisis was averted, you know.
1: <laughs> it, it's funny that it takes like three, like. Huge is to actually tilt Frank. He's like, oh, I left my deck at home, I'll just borrow one. Oh, I lost my camera, no big deal. And finally, when somebody steals his deck, he's like, okay, I'm a little pissed about this.
2: <laughs> no, it was only the deck box. It, like, it wasn't the deck. I had still had the cards, you know. like.
1: Oh, it was only the box?
2: Yeah, it was only the box, but it, okay. it but was it- funny because... Like, the judge, like, one of the guys that drove with us, like, he's, he was judging the event, and he went and he came and picked up my, my match slip, so I was like, are you, like, playing a prank and, like you stole my box? And he's like, no, no, I didn't take it. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually I found the guy and he, we sorted it out.
3: Yeah, man, Frank is so laid back that if he would lay, was even more laid back, he would fall over backwards.
1: Well I mean he told us the story of his naked roommate beating him and he's still like calm down man here have some of my pasta let's talk about this (laughs) Oh man he's just like let's just have some dolphin safe tuna and just relax (laughs) Yeah that's
2: pretty much it
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right so uh so let's come back to KYT what was your favorite moment? Well you didn't really say a favorite moment, Frank. You were just like the the GP was like a a roller coaster of emotions.
2: Well, it was like the outcome, you know, basically. Like, there's no like, I can't pick one moment. Like, I like them all differently,
1: you know. They're, they're like your children.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We oh, had like uh we had uh another good moment in uh in the hotel we had uh Joey Pasco call us late late at night i think after day one and uh,
0: like by he's to- a huge Fa- frank fan
1: <laughs> <laughs> who isn't I mean I'm a huge frank fan
0: <laughs> yeah we all know you're pretty huge
1: <laughs> yeah i should speaking of me being huge, I should have called you guys after day one and showed you my man boobs that would have been awesome.
2: That's kind of like, why we didn't get there in the PTQ, man. We weren't psyched enough.
1: Yeah, yeah, those bamboos would have got you all the way through, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's like a rabbit's tail, Rich.
3: I mean, rabbit's foot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, do you have something else here? Since you guys can't figure out, like, a, a single moment. I mean, I guess well, when, you,
0: for me, when DMAC, uh, my friend Dan McDonald and Adam Yurchick decided to, uh, draft. You know, Kamigawa block. That's <laughs> one of the funnier uh, things that I did that weekend. So, but there's no. Def- Can't think of something that was really crazy that happened.
3: <laughs> and so I, I was pretty happy when uh, when my friend Eugene Ho and uh, and Justin Richardson, the, they both made day two. Especially Justin, because that guy been grinding for a while, and you know he really deserves a, a break. And then, of course, Eugene Ho comes up to me, he's like, never made it on the Pro Tour! Oh, yeah, that was funny! <laughs> to a Day 2 Grand Prix, like, but I did! So, uh, <laughs> like, I understand you're excited, dude, but that's kinda like a pretty dick move. You know, you're, you're, you're definitely gonna get shafted by karma for that. And yeah. of course, then on Day 2, he does not win a single match. Shout out to Eugene Ho. <laughs>
1: So you're like my favorite moments were when Eugene Ho made day two, and then when he lost every single match in day two. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. My, my Justin, unfortunately, he went. He
3: had three buys, and he went. He was eight one day one, which was record of five and one, and then he 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 got twisted imaged for uh, for day two, and went one and five.
1: Oh, Twisted... <laughs> I'm like, in Legacy? I guess. Stoneforge Mystic is there. <laughs> Why not other Type 2 cards? <laughs> so, like, uh who did you... Did you guys meet anybody awesome? Like, did you guys... Like, uh I mean, everyone was there, right?
3: Well, we met Mark son, right? Mark son's pretty awesome. He oh, is he's legit. He's
1: awesome, yeah
3: um uh Sprook? Yeah. <laughs> he's he's funny oh he's he's awesome. We told him he needs to play in type two He needs to play splinter twin combo, and he has to have it he has to have twice the combo, not just once, so he can move both his hands back and forth like <laughs> like he's, you know t- tapping and untapping just so he's like you know he's he's playing like the discs like
1: <laughs> you know he loved that joke though he's like, yeah, I think I really do need to do that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> the Splinter Twin
2: combo with DJ moves, man. Coming to, coming to PTQ near you. <laughs>
0: Sprook. Um, for me, Adam Yurczyk is always such a chill guy to uh, meet up with at this event. I, I got to meet Patrick briefly. He was, he was quite busy, but I got him to sign my copy of Next Level Magic. Oh, man, That reminds me. So,
2: yeah, so I, I, have, I think Alex got a few cards signed. <laughs>
0: oh, right, right.
3: <laughs> so I have a big stack of gruesome encores. And so I went at the GP. I went up to LSV. I'm like, hey, I'm Alex. <laughs> I'm a big fan of yours. Can you sign my gruesome encore? And he's like, oh, sure. Th- here here you go. And sign LSV. So then, you know, 15 minutes later, I come back. I'm like, hey, LSV, I'm Alex. Hi, I'm Alex. I'm a big <laughs> fan of yours. Can you sign my gruesome encore? And he's like, oh, I see a ha, Haha, I get it. Gruesome over Gruesome encore. And of course, I, uh, I I did it again. And, uh, and then I, then he's like, okay, it's not going to work again.
1: <laughs> he's like, oh, I beat it, kid. <laughs>
3: oh man! So I, so I got my friend to come and say like, hey, my my friend, can you sign this card for my, for my friend? He's over there, and I'll sign. And I'm like waving, I'm like hi. <laughs>
1: Dude, you should have gave him to PV after. He loves that card.
3: <laughs> yeah, I've heard, I've heard, but PV was busy playing, and uh, I think at that time,
1: and
0: dominating. The, I got, I got to meet PV. He, he's really nice, uh, but uh, as people have said, like very soft spoken.
1: I thought he was like when he was on the A team, and uh, we had to do some cross promotion here. Sorry, sorry guys, but uh, when he was on the A team, was it, last week or something. Right, uh, uh, yep. Yeah, he, um, he's awesome, like, he's very, um, decisive, you know what I mean? And he's, like, very clear, his head is very clear, like, he says, well, you know, point A and point B, and you get there from, from this line, you know what I mean? So I thought that was kind of, thought that was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, I saw him draft, I think I saw LFC drafting, and PB was just sitting next to him, and LSE would ask PB's opinion a lot, so...
1: Go PV. <laughs> PV is like yeah. the godfather of magic players. You know. What yeah, I mean? you guys should listen
3: to the A team if you haven't. You know. It's, yeah. Uh, especially, especially that episode. That was a
1: sweet episode. It's really good. But speaking of cross promotion, I I, uh, I did One a little cross yeah. yeah I did a little cr- cross promotion on Untapped, my other podcast, and I had um I had Frank Lepore. And uh <laughs> I had Frank Lepore and Sam Stodd uh, saying crazy talk. <laughs> so they both were like, "That's crazy talk." <laughs> and we were because we were talking a little bit about legacy and um what's it called. <laughs> Jr. was like, "I'll have no part of this. I, I, I will not. I will not say that. I will not do it." <laughs> so my goal is to get uh, get Jr. to say it.
3: Well, it doesn't really matter that much, right? Because only like thirteen people heard
1: it. <laughs> crickets crickets <laughs>
0: so that anyways
1: episode number 13 <laughs> oh man <laughs> alex is so bad at making jokes i i definitely missed you guys though i was uh i was bummed out i didn't get to do the uh the show with uh adam barnello right oh and him he, was sweet
3: too he was, he's yeah. legit yeah.
1: Yeah, he seemed really cool on the show, man.
3: And he's got so much he's, knowledge he's, back in his head. It's like a knowledge pool. <laughs> and you
2: know, I I I thought I'd be kind of like intimidated by the beard, but it looked like so
1: soft. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what the fuck? Man, I actually
3: almost went up to Caleb Durward and like said, "Oh, hi, uh, hey, Adam," cuz he's also wearing a Channel Fireball shirt with a big
1: uh Oh, man.
3: Big beard.
1: Caleb, like he seems like the kind of guy who'd be like toting an axe. You know what I mean? Like he just looks like one of those like mountain men who'd like be chopping trees down and like, you know, pulling them through the forest. So uh, yeah, so I I don't know. I'm a little bit I'm a little bit intimidated by Caleb. So
2: the, just, like K Y T. Like at the tournament, do you remember me like asking you like who's that guy with the beard and the cap? And oh. And then, and he like, turns win. out
0: it's the guy who won the event. <laughs> right, right. We don't know him, but Frank had asked me like on numerous occasions, "Who is that guy?" I'm like, I don't know him that he goes <laughs> to win the GP.
1: Oh man, oh you but, guys! Like, that- I
2: think I think he's kind of like a known grinder or something, right? Because like, is like, did he ride for any side? Because like, I thought like I knew his face. I don't know
1: why. You probably you know where you knew his face from. I bet you I know. Um there was a Star City event. Okay? And he had a play against a guy named AJ Kerrigan. Have you guys seen oh, this Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's possible then. No, no, he's on the show there. Um he's, uh, here, I'll, I'll, I'll actually, we can put this in the show notes for our, um for our viewer, our listeners, I was to say, is this oh. the
0: one, is this the one where the commentators go crazy and laugh a lot? Click,
1: click on this. This is the one with the uh, AJ Kerrigan playing James, uh, R.
2: Like, AJ Kerrigan was, uh, a oh. oh. I saw him too.
0: Wow. Okay, that might be, w- but I didn't recognize him, but that might be it, Frank if you did watch the the cover yeah
2: i i had seen the the video it's the one where he's playing storm and he's, he's silencing him and
1: yeah he just decimates him
2: yeah he just kills him
1: yeah i, I guess was going to ask if him he about wasn't that. running
2: force then like maybe that's why <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man so yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask him about that, but uh, they had to have, print,
2: they had to print mental must to counter the uh, the silence so that you could <laughs> get through, you know.
3: <laughs> Apparently, story story with uh, so there's two of my friends are in line, you know, to get water or whatever, and uh, you know there's this kid behind them, you know, they, they say you know can't can't look more than like six years old, they're like, is that the storm kid? And it says, no, no, it can't be. And then, and then, like, you know, they get the water, and then the kid turns they turn around, and the kid's like, yes, I am. <laughs> 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 oh, and apparently man. got interviewed for dmax documentary.
1: Cute kid. Cute oh, kid. dmac, Yeah, I wanted to get interviewed for that documentary. Oh, man.
3: Man, one of the parts, have. honestly, you we, should I... should have come. Yeah, you should have come, John.
1: Yeah, obviously, right? <laughs>
3: Yeah, but but uh, wow. He's so he he he's like Alex. You wanna wanna come watch me eat the, this giant burger? I'm like, no, I have to play the PTQ or whatever. So then I finished up playing, playing the last couple rounds of the PTQ, and Demac just comes back in the hall and he's sweating and he's walking. He's so uncomfortable and he just looks so like depressed and everything. And I just see his belly and like, you know, he's he's not a small guy to start with, but man. He's, like, grown three times in size, and he, like, comes up. He's, like, yeah, and he's wearing his T-shirt, you know, I finished the monster or whatever.
1: Oh, <laughs> man.
3: It's just, like, we see, and then the camera crew shows pictures of him eating it and It's, like, holy fuck. And he's, like, yeah, you know, I came in there, and a the guy says, oh, you have no chance. I've seen guys 200 pounds heavier than you come in and fail. <laughs> and, like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> man, he's just, like, he was sweating, and he's, like, <laughs> oh, man. Me.
3: It was just so brutal, like I've never seen him like that before. And he's been like, late, lately he's been trying to eat healthier and stuff, and he just like put himself back two months or something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we we should get the, like it, when we meet uh, Jonathan, we should definitely have like a burger eating contest or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll throw down, man. I'm not afraid. Man, I can't wait an event with uh, all four
0: of us. I can't uh, wait either.
1: It's going to be off the hook, dude.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know, man. I, I was I was surprised. My friends got, like, some Taco Bell taco uh, burritos or whatever. And, like, they were four times as big as they are in Quebec. Like, literally, like, four times as big. Like, my friend got five or whatever because, you know, that's how much, like, for two people, like, they, they would eat. Uh-huh. But, like, they couldn't even finish one each. It's just like... <laughs>
1: Yeah, man, those are small, too. Like, compared to, like, my family used to own a restaurant in California, the stuff that we make is, like, way bigger than Taco Bell. So, like, you guys were eating the small American Mexican food, dude. Hmm. (laughs) Well,
3: actually, I wasn't eating it. You should have, dude.
1: It's good for you, man. No, man, (laughs) Not,
3: not really. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so instead of a burger eating contest, we'll do like a burrito eating contest.
3: No, that's not fair. That gives you home turf advantage.
1: I know it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So I'm seeing if we can get uh, Mark's son to call in. Oh yeah, Mark's son. Yeah, because he was uh, he was part of the uh, crazy talk crew in my in my absence. I mean, crazy talk crew.
3: Yeah, he he replaced you. Just his ego wasn't large enough.
1: Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to find people with the ego my size. You know.
3: Yeah. It's almost as big oh. as your boobs.
1: <laughs> almost. Wait,
3: you're
0: tr- you're trying to get him on now? Why not? Okay. Um. So while we do that, like just to touch up on, uh, finish up on Barnello. I thought he was awesome, and he would be willing to share his deck for and talk about it and 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 everything. So I I thought he was one of the the more Legit guys that uh that i haven't met before, so um,
1: yeah a lot of to... the a lot of the uh listeners really like the the commentary that he gave, and I thought it was pretty cool I, I loved uh, listening in and uh, you know just following along with you guys
3: yeah, like the thing to realize is that these pros and columnists and stuff you know they're just regular people you know even these these podcasters that you don't know, you think like are so godly like me and and john and Frank and KYT, you know, like we're we're just people, you know. You come up and say hi to us, we'll say hi back. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll play you game of magic if you want. We'll we'll tell you what you think about your deck and so on. You know, we're not like, oh man, these are just public figures or whatever. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> like uh, I I find that um, I mean, I think that everyone who wants to say hi to me comes up to say hi. But I've I've seen some people who are like watching me trade like, standing in the side, like, over my shoulder. But they won't, like, actually come up. You know what I mean? They're just kind of, right. like, hovering there. And I'm, well, they don't know what to say. Like. It's just, like, come up, dude. Give me a hug. Be like, what's up, Medina? <laughs> <laughs> you freaking rip off. No. <laughs>
3: yeah, I know. Like, I've, in the past, I've been kind of intimidated, you know, and I am I still am a bit. I'm, I'm still, you know, a fanboy at heart. I'm like, oh, my God, PV. I've watched that guy <laughs> play on camera, you know, like, and... uh and but like, you just go up and they're just like friendly diet guys, you know.
1: Yep. Yeah, I've I found that I found that uh, a lot of the guys in the magic uh, community are friendly. I mean, some of the guys are are uh, they're a little bit douchey, you know, sometimes. Um. So I mean, you know, you might get a, a one in ten chance that they're going to be like, "Hey, what's up, dude?" Or they might be like, "What?" And like, not shake your hand that uh that happened to mark Sun, one of uh, one of his favorite magic players uh he <laughs> i'm going to tell a story, but I'm not going to tell you who okay so uh one of Mark Sun's favorite magic players he saw him at a big tournament and uh Mark goes over to him and 's like, "Hey, man, I really like uh your articles or whatever you know and the guy just looks at Mark Sun and then just walks away. <laughs> whoa, what tournament was this? I don't remember. He told me the story, and I was just like, no way. He's like, yeah, man, I stuck my hand out and everything, and he just looks at me and just walks away. And he's like, I don't like that guy anymore. I'm like, yeah, obviously. (laughs) Man, that was cold. Yeah, that's cold. Who
0: does that to like a guy like Mark Sun? I know, Mark Sun is He probably didn't know he was
2: a legacy legend.
1: Yeah, he didn't know he was legacy superstar Mark Sun. Yeah. yeah,
3: Man, Mark Stone has to has to stay around because otherwise the legend will become myth.
1: Yeah, <laughs> 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 we definitely don't want that to happen. You yep. know what I think would be cool? Like if we did, um, like if we did legacy games like on M- MTGO, and like filmed it like as like excerpts for like little extras for Crazy Talk. What do you guys think of that?
3: Man, that sounds
1: crazy! Crazy. (laughs) Like I think that'd be awesome. Like like Alex versus Kyt, but we gotta watch it on video. (laughs) Yeah, that would be
0: that'd be awesome.
3: Yeah, Kyt's a big fan of public humiliation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're like, okay, so uh, this is Alex versus Kyt number seventeen. Kyt has two wins. Alex has (laughs) fifteen.
3: Let's see. Take take it away. Man, KYT and I played a chess match for a uh, for dinner in, in public, and I uh, got quite a quite a crowd. You know, KYT had to win one of our three games. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. So do you guys know that guy, uh, Eric Klug, the card alterer?
0: I've, I've heard of him, but I haven't exactly. Um, and I've seen his work, but I haven't exactly met him or anything.
1: Yeah, um, I hung out with him at the SCG, uh, SCG Louisville. And, uh, I guess he listens to the show. Because <laughs> all throughout the weekend he kept adding that, uh, the crazy talk. Uh, he kept going, that's just crazy talk. <laughs>
3: <laughs> man, I've heard a lot of people say that now. I think it's part of magic lingo now.
1: I think it is, man. Like, <laughs> I was surprised because. We like, got
3: there,
2: man.
1: <laughs> I, I was pretty surprised to hear uh, Eric Klug saying that, cause I didn't think he'd listen to the show, you know? We were just all hanging out at dinner and he's just like, that's crazy talk, Medina. <laughs> so, like, man.
2: to me, to me, like, w- you when you were, like, talking about awesome moments is like, uh, the times where, like, Alex was like, he had, ju- he had just finished, like, his, uh, his day one at the GP, and like he was showing me his deck. He was like telling me like, like all his card card choice, uh how they ended up doing. And there's a guy trading at the other table. He turns around. He's he's like, "Are you get like? Do you guys podcast?" And I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, we do." Like,
1: <laughs> 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 oh man, yeah, you guys are superstars, man.
3: It's it'll we'll, uh, we'll still never well, be at Mark Sun's level though.
1: No, of course not. He's the legacy superstar. It's uh,
2: <laughs> it's it's nice when you go to an event and like people come up to you and they tell you that they like what you're doing. That's that's like you can't ask for better than that in life.
0: No, yeah. that's, that's awesome.
2: Well, you know. I guess you can ask.
1: <laughs> Get it? <laughs> prank. more prank? Oh man. Yeah, the uh <laughs> That's the thing though, you know, it's uh it's good to go to those events and get the the like uh I guess the verbal confirmation that you're doing something good, you know? Cuz like all day long all I deal with and I'm sure Alex deals with this a lot with the comments on the cast is just trolls, you know? No, not really. Everybody seems to love
3: me now. Well, yeah. they've, they've <laughs> changed the target of their abuse.
1: You've definitely come around. You've definitely come around for sure in the in the comments. But like you know, for a while there. But what I'm saying is like uh this last article that I just wrote um this week. I just wrote the article and I didn't really expect it to like spark all kinds of controversy, but my freaking comments is like three pages long of like people just just trolling, dude.
2: Oh, so you're in, now you're keeping stats on your comments totals?
1: <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about this one breaking three pages. Uh, <laughs> it's too bad that most of it's just trolling, you know.
3: And I, I, I think would you have to realize that you're the, the people you're not doing this for the people who are trolling you. You're doing it for the people who like, like cling on your every word, right? You know.
1: Yeah. Whoever those people are.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think they've probably been hit by a truck when there was like the red light or something.
1: Yeah. So. um <laughs> So no, but it's good to go to the advance and then like. You don't hear a lot of trolling at the events, you know? I would love for someone to come up and troll me at an event, face-to-face. Nobody,
3: nobody trolls you in person because it's so much harder to troll someone, like, face-to-face. The Internet is, like, the perfect trolling medium.
1: Yeah, that's what yeah. I would want, though. I'd want someone to be, like, come up to me and be like, Medina, you're a scumbag.
3: Okay, Medina, what's, ne- what's the next time we're going to meet? Can you come to GP Toronto? I mean, to Montreal?
1: No, I can't do that, dude.
3: Because uh, I, I, would, I would gladly troll you to your face.
1: That would be awesome. You know?
2: That I'd would be, be... like You we should put that on film, too.
1: Yeah, if you... <laughs> all you listeners out there, if you want to troll me, do it in person. All right? Just make sure your health insurance is all paid up and stuff, because when I put you <laughs> in a hospital... You know, you're gonna <laughs> you need some pay for that.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Medina poisons people. That's what he does. He's got like a poison dagger in his pocket. He's gonna he's going mess you up.
1: Oh man, poison actually, dagger. What is that?
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, but man. yeah, John. Actually, you know, earlier you said uh, in an earlier cast, you said that you you thought onslaught fetches were good to pick up, right? Yeah. Well, I'm now the proud owner of three onslaught fetches. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's but it's not because I respect you or anything, it's because I won a tournament and got those as a price.
1: Well, whether you respect me or not, those have gone up since I said to do that. So uh you High five. High five. <laughs> 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 I have the weirdest relationship. Oh man. People love it though. Did you let's 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 transition to this uh well, as we're winding down here, it doesn't look like Mark Sun's gonna make it. Uh, I don't see him on the, on the thing. But, uh, let's go to our favorite feedback section. This is one I didn't get to participate in last time. But, uh, this time I get to do favorite feedback. <laughs> so you guys, you guys good with moving to this, uh, segment here? Yeah, yeah. Alright, so, uh, <laughs> I see, I see Frankie's cursor is like right above my name. And it just reminds me, uh, I, I do a show notes like this for Untapped too. And, like, as I'm reading my show notes, freaking Frank Lapore keeps putting his cursor where I'm reading and keeps typing wieners. Like, so while I'm trying to read my my show notes, he'll be like, wieners, wieners, wieners. I'm like, I'm like freaking, oh, man. So, like, it's tough to read when that's going on. So, uh, <laughs> So my favorite feedback of the week uh, has to go to someone who posted on Mana Deprived. And this is an old friend of mine. it uh, has got my back uh, through thick and thin. So uh, the poster's name is Drew. <laughs> Drew, my homie. And uh, he says this about last show. Not as good without Medina. <laughs> A lot of awkward pauses, but still very solid cast guys. So solid cast guys, but, uh, you know, not as good without me. <laughs> I can understand that. <laughs> and then we got, uh, he says, I'm only one cheat and two lawan away from having a full legacy Murfolk list. Pretty stoked. Love you guys. More Frank, more Medina, and more crazy talk. So uh check it out, Drew. I'm going to hook you up, and I'm going to send you a lawan. What? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh. oh. So we'll get you closer to that legacy list. Man, man. that's crazy talk. That's crazy talk. <laughs>
0: well,
3: wow. Yeah. I mean, no wonder Medina gets positive feedback if that's what happens, eh? Bribery, like, baby. He's like,
1: bribery yeah. every time. <laughs> so, he's uh, like, that's why, like, why you
2: can't do never do <laughs> good in tournaments, man. That shit's not allowed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, <man. laughs> Woo, Poskate check. So uh so yeah, um Drew, uh send me an email and uh, and I'll get you hooked up with that uh free LaWan for being an awesome guy and listening to crazy talk. And
3: you know Lawan's at GP Providence, we're going for thirty five bucks the day of.
1: Wow. Hey maybe I'll send you a Jeet instead. Let me double <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, that's because only, there's only one dealer that had them, and they only had, like, four or five or something.
1: Are you serious?
3: Yeah. Which dealer they're had all, uh, Face-to-face games.
1: Oh, Fassa fast. So, <laughs> so
3: Actually, there were some, like, problems with that. Like, uh, the main guy the, who owns the store, Sal, and the main employee, Matt, were actually stopped at the border because of some visa problems. So my car ride was in charge of, like, Bringing cards there and like setting up shop there, oh wow! Kind of put put a a bit of a damper on the trip, but and I know certainly one of my friends Rob, who was was, who works there, uh, he he was much very stressed out, and I'm sure that affected his performance. So, uh, wow! But like they still seem to be the dealer doing the best, even though they didn't have a banner or anything. It was just like constantly packed.
1: Wow! So uh, Luans, yeah, thirty bucks over there. That's awesome.
2: Yeah.
1: Yep. ah, oh, man. So,
2: um. Alright, let's go to my uh, favorite comment. Uh, there's a guy called Brett who also posted on Mana Deprived, and he said, I agree with. The what the one guy said about Frank. I'll listen to anything with Frank in it. <laughs> Hell, if Frank was in my wife, I'd actually listen to her. <laughs> like that is the best comment. Oh ever. man, it's
3: hilarious. That comment is is awesome. I, I love how oh, he's um. like
1: he's like I'll listen to anything with Frank in it. Hell, if Frank was in my wife, <laughs> I'm just like what. <laughs> so Frank
3: oh, you know what you gotta do For that poor man's wife You gotta go boner so they the,
1: the listen. <laughs> you can be like trust me This is gonna be good for both of us <laughs> Your husband is gonna listen to you now <laughs> Oh man this is so the worst So back to I actually came home to see Frank Back in his <laughs> wife Oh man, he's gonna be like that guy's roommate. <laughs> like Frank's roommate. <laughs> right, oh, can man. We say?
3: Frank makes people go crazy.
1: <laughs> That's the part Frank didn't actually tell us about. Was that it was the roommate went crazy on him because Frank was banging the roommate's girlfriend. Well eating pasta. <laughs> 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 Oh that, that that didn't happen. He's <laughs> the <roommates> it. <laughs> He's like that didn't happen. I said it was crab salad. <laughs> oh man.
3: So uh, for me so- CPA13 on Twitter said to me and KYTN and Frankie in my humble opinion best crazy talk episode to date very in-depth information awesome guest keep it up.
1: Oh, you would pick that one. You would pick that one. <laughs> I love how you left part of that out, too.
3: No, I didn't. That's exactly what he said.
1: Yeah, but he said other stuff, too. No? Yeah, we're not, not going to read it at all.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> on what Twitter, about the, that's what he said.
1: What about the too bad Medina wasn't there to add to the experience part, huh?
3: Uh, he didn't say that on Twitter, because I believe there's a limit of 140 characters.
1: Oh, man. Selective reading.
3: Um, I selected to read his Twitter comment. <laughs> exactly. Man, I mean, if I really wanted to, I could read uh, a certain person, someone who commented
1: on uh, on deprived. You, you only know? get one comment, dude. Sorry.
3: Well, I mean, I you know, I don't know. You 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 took a big dump all over the the one I I chose to uh, <laughs> cho- chose to read.
1: KYC, I mean, your turn. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> I loved I loved all the comments, but this one sticks out to me. Uh, I'll just read the whole paragraph. So much so that when there's a person missing like Medina, uh, it shows. Not to say it was bad, but really think that KYT has a really good podcasting template going on with the four co-host cast. Both A-Team and Crazy Talk are pretty much phenomenal. So, uh, you know, that, that makes me feel good. I feel like, uh, John calls me the visionary and I, uh, think I've got the, the four-person podcasting uh, thing down, and it's great that you know people make me feel that way, and I'm proud of that uh, this accomplishment.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, the guy, Brett, man, who said, I agree with what that one guy said about Frank, i listen to anything with Frank he in it. Hell, if Frank was my wife, I'd actually listen to her. You know, he, that was his number one thing. His number two thing was, I think I'm the only one, but I think the show had too much Medina. Zero percent, like <laughs> oh, yeah. too much Next time, time, for negative Medina. Oh man, this one's good. <laughs> oh man, Brett,
1: guess what? You are the only one. Okay, so
3: uh yeah, I think he's the only one who thinks zero percent is too is too much.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's the only one.
3: Most me, that's about right.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh damn you and in your intellect, Alex.
2: <laughs> you can never compete with that. Eh? Yeah, yeah, I can't. I can't, mean, I can't, I can't outwit up. him.
1: You know. I can't, I can't outwit Alex, but I know that. So I just be belligerent and make him look dumb. See? That's, that's my ploy, man. You know, just be belligerent. (laughs) 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 Wait, what was, what was that supposed to be? Bed springs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that was pretty good bed springs. I'll give you that. (sighs)
2: <sighs> All right, the...
3: <laughs> man. So, so yeah. For the record, I'm not the only one who creates
1: awkward pauses. Oh yeah, that was really awkward. <laughs> I, I think I think that one needs to be edited down or edited no, out.
3: No, no, I think it's fine. I think I think we can see Medina in his true light.
1: I, I think the bed springs his was just sure. fine. I think that one was uh, that was good. But uh, yeah, we're, we're, the wheels are falling off here, guys. We need to. Uh, we need to refocus. No, no, I,
3: think, I think we've just become a tricycle, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> one of the wheels.
1: <laughs> a tricycle of legacy podcasting fun. <laughs> that we're the premier legacy podcast.
2: Yeah. KYT, man, uh, do you want me to tell about uh, the the low-class thing, or...? Oh sure, like, we can end the show. With there's that. still a lot of adventures that weren't right, like right. Uh, revealed to the public.
0: <laughs> I think we'll end the show with that. That sounds good. So uh so, me, yeah, I'll start yeah, off and yeah. get tell to the
2: tell it. Tell it. I think you'll tell it. I think.
0: It uh, I mean, we were on our way back and we're really hungry. And uh for some reason, people in the car were were having a feeling for. uh Papagino's, a place, a pizza place that I've never been to. Like I'm used to Whatever is available here. I don't know if it's just strictly US, but you know, over here you just have Boston Pizza and, and Pizza Hut and um that's about it in Giorgio's, right? And uh so <laughs> finally <laughs> we go to Papaginos, and uh we sit down, have our pizza, and, and at one point um Frank Uh, is, needs to go to the washroom and and his face is all red and I guess I missed the fact that he was coughing a lot. I thought he was, I actually thought he was really sick and was about to vomit. And so, he, uh, pushes Moro aside, goes to the washroom and the first thing he says, well he said it in French, but like, the first thing he said was like, Which is pretty much like, oh fuck! And we thought like he was feeling really like I thought I was afraid, I was worried about him. I mean, I thought he was really sick, but uh, it turned out he, he said word for some other reason. Frank, take it away.
2: Well, I just <laughs> came in the bathroom and there was a bunch of noisy teenagers that were in the restaurant, and when I came in the bathroom. The last person that was there didn't flush, so I thought that was very low-class, like, you know, not flush in a public venue.
1: Oh, man. That's... That is low-class, man. By that the
3: way, way that would... future reference, if you want to swear like a, like Frank, just you just need these simple cards, okay? You need to imagine you're playing a lockdown deck with tr- Tabernacle, so, babernacle <laughs> And you need you need Chalice of the Void, too, so you can go, cowlis. And uh, <laughs> and you're, like, pretty much set, you know? Anything else you want to
2: add, like, to that, Frank? Uh, you can also say, gas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I thought it was just funny, because I didn't expect Low class was, like, not something I expected Frank to say for that moment. <laughs> he just sits down, and he's like, Man, that was low class. <laughs> I'm like,
1: what? Oh, man. What the so, hell's going on here?
2: I was I wasn't really sick. It's just that like uh, one of the guy that uh, that's traveling with us like he, he was a little bit slow to move to let me out and I had to act a little more to get things uh, <laughs> I moving.
3: Mean. Would this person be Moro bon Giovanni?
2: Yeah, it would be. <laughs> Man,
3: it, I have had no be. good travel experiences with that gentleman. <laughs> but apparently in the last five years He's like aged the five years Between 12 years and like You know at, at Like 18 <laughs> You know like even though it, For most people that's the years it takes For him it's like between 32 and 30, 37 Or something He
2: uh, can funny. be it can be quite funny We had a, a lot of laughs uh, Oh yeah no
3: he, has, he has a reasonable sense of humor
0: So I guess with that we'll go to shoutouts yeah, so, shout outs. Sounds good. Um, I guess I'll start. I mean, shout outs to we shout out a lot of people that we met, Barnello, Yurchik, Spruok, um, Drew, Bryce Menard, uh, Mark Sun, um, Amanda Stevens that we met. Uh there's there's just a bunch of people there I didn't get to meet Josh Joshua who, who wanted to meet me, I mean uh I mean, it's hard to, like, actively go and find everyone that I have as a Twitter follower. That's just, like, impossible. Like, I don't really know how they actually look like in real life. Um, and shout-outs to, I mean, I gave a lot of shout-outs to my article, so that's already done. Uh Frank, obviously, Moro and Roberge, you guys were awesome. And shout-outs to Alex and shout-out to Medina for cheering us on while we were battling away and me scrubbing out <laughs> that's it for me uh frank
2: yeah i want to send a, a shout out to uh, felix and jeremy are also uh, running the the hulk list uh, and uh like they helped me out a little bit uh, they gave me their tech and uh the the deck was was great and i i think we're gonna see more of it because it's uh like, it's a fun strategy that hasn't really been explored yet, so, uh, I think, uh, we're gonna be seeing more of it. And, uh, shout out to all the guys that came up to, uh, to me or any, uh, like, of the, the cast members, uh, there and they, they gave us, uh, positive feedback on the show and, like, we're glad, we're glad that you guys are listening and, uh, we're gonna keep plugging at it. <laughs> Try to put out a good show. And uh a huge shout out to David Schnair who, who was able to lend me the list uh, for me to be able to play the deck that I wanted. Uh that was awesome. Usually usually I, I usually I never borrow cards cuz I have everything. But like it's nice that there's somebody like to help me out, you know, when when I'm down.
3: That's so what we call uh, him Daddy Schnair. He can be your MTG dad, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> Even MTG dad needs needs MTG dads.
2: Yeah, sometimes everybody... You gotta look out for each other. Needs a daddy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, shout-out to, uh, Sage Gnosis, who tried to bring me that missing Rosalka, but apparently the only one, uh, she had was, uh, <laughs> had been used as a divider in her, in her box, so it wasn't really presentable, and, uh, she, <laughs> she didn't think I, I'd want to use it, but, uh... Thanks anyway for trying. (laughs)
0: Alex? Alex? Oh,
3: okay. I I definitely would like to shout out everybody I met in Providence for the first time or who said they liked the show or uh, asked me to sign their t-shirt, you know. Uh, There there were suspiciously few of the last last, uh, group, you know. But anyways... (laughs) uh, it was awesome meeting you all, you know, Bryce Mannard, uh, Mark Sun, uh, Spruke. um, shout out to everybody was in my car, uh, Nick LeBlanc, Rob Anderson, uh, David Schneer, and Justin Richardson. Trip wouldn't have been the same without you guys, though I probably would have been a little bit more comfortable if we'd only been four in the car, but, uh, it would have been less funny. It was, it was, I, I was rolling in laughter the whole weekend, and, uh, yeah, shout outs to KYT and, uh. And Frankie, for who were who are also awesome to hang around with. Um, Shouts to everybody who lent me cards, like especially Peter Sacklass, whose deck I was mostly running. Um, shout out to Sammy T, who uh, was not only top aided the PTQ, but also designed the deck that DMac top 32'd with, and the deck that uh, I think four or five of the Canadians out of like ten who played it day two'd with. So uh, he did really well. And, of course, to Eric Godreau and D-Mac for making the top 32. And D-Mac for eating that massive sandwich. I don't know. I, I probably would have died instead of doing that. Um, that's about it. Hopefully I'm not, not forgetting anybody.
0: <laughs> John? Oh, All
3: wait, right. sorry. But he is mom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one, Alex. I'm going to
3: let you finish,
1: but uh, (laughs) Medina's mom was one of the
3: top shout-outs of all time. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: a good one. All right. Can I finish now? Maybe. All right. (laughs) Uh, All right. So uh, I'll give a shout-out to you guys. Um, I'm happy to be part of Crazy Talk. Oh, let me try that one more time. I'm happy to be part of Crazy Talk. <laughs> and uh I don't know. I I, I was uh, cheering you guys on. I really I honestly wanted to see Alex top eight. I believed that it could happen and uh it didn't. So I was a little bit bummed about that. So uh shout uh. out to Alex. Um, and shout out to Drew Levin for for getting tenth and uh for um all that he does for the magic community His articles are awesome um, He's a good guy to talk to And um, you know just a good guy To bounce ideas off of And uh, shout out to Frank For getting so much awesome comments In the comment uh, section And uh, shout out to uh, KYT for being a visionary <laughs> And uh, I think oh, Shout out to Eric Klug for saying crazy every time I said crazy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We've started something, it seems.
1: Yeah. Uh, I
3: actually wanted to win the whole thing just for you. So I could come on the cast and be like, Hey, Medina, how was your weekend? I fucking won a GP. No, but,
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, but you didn't.
3: <laughs> I know. I know. Don't worry. Don't worry. There's going to be another, another moment for, for that one.
1: Oh, and a uh, shout out to the guys who are ripping my bot off at the moment. Uh, you guys are awesome. And uh, when I catch you, it's on my Genghis Khan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. So uh, see you guys in episode 14. King Hulk. <laughs> Frickin' knew it. <laughs> King Hulk. Number two. Uh,